The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have the servants recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. So also must you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's important to focus on and mention what the holy children of the good were doing in the midst of oppression and persecution and godliness that we hear about in our first reading. These holy children of good, in the midst of all of this chaos around them, were in secret, offering sacrifice, praying, doing good deeds, celebrating the Passover, the divine institution that was given to them. Imagine for a moment how hard this must have been for these children, holy children of the good to do these things in the midst of all that was going on around them, having to do so in secret. This takes great courage. It is hard to go enough to go to Mass every weekend, to go to confession, to do good things, and to regularly pray every day which all of which we are required to do, even when the persecution that we experience is maybe more cultural than physical. Where we, are, where, where we are now are more likely to experience today ridicule, possibly at work or home or school, for being Catholic, than to be physically martyred as the early church or these holy children of the good. Imagine, though, if practicing and living out your faith had to be done in secret for fear of death. What if there was only one Mass and you had to travel a great distance to get there and where you were constantly in threat of being exposed and losing everything in the process? Mass attendance for Catholics is already at a woeful point. What would it be if we required the sacrifice, if what was required of us was the same sacrifice as the holy children of good seem to be in our first reading, as they practice in secret. It might be a good examination of our consciences to question for all of us would be, would I still go to Mass if it wasn't convenient? If I had to risk things to go, would I still attend? So where does this courage come from to secretly and with great sacrifice 
go to Mass, to live a sacramental life, to pray every day, and to do good for others with consistency and with perseverance. Where does such courage come from? It comes from faith. For again, we return to our first reading with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith. They might have courage. Without that faith, they would not have the courage to do what was required of them. You see, faith in God gives us courage to sacrifice and to persevere because it is the very realization of that which is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, as we hear in our letter to Hebrews today. Faith is the vision to know that God is in the end and the ultimate hope for eternal life that can be realized for us all. This ultimate hope is all that matters. Even if we were not popular or rich or famous because we live out our faith, what does that ultimately matter in the end? Fame and fortune are fleeting and false hopes that will not lead to salvation or eternal glory, which is our only purpose of existence and the only true and lasting hope held out for human beings. So faith hopes in this and this alone. And it is not a wishful thinking or is a good chance as we often kind of give the sense of hope but rather hope in this biblical sense is a realization, St. Paul says. It's not wishful thinking, but a realization. It is a certainty that this hope is for us. It is backed up like any reasonable hope through a multitude of evidence. This evidence is a lot of things. The logic that can prove God's existence Science that points to God, the lives of the saints, miracles, personal experiences and testimony, history, the scriptures, etc., 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 are all but evidence of the things not seen. But in a special way today, we recall the way that the sacraments give us evidence and increase our faith. They train our spiritual sight to see God at work in a real and tangible way. Preeminent among the seven sacraments is, of course, the Eucharist, a miracle that makes humble bread and wine into the actual and real body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, his real presence. He is as real on our altars, in our tabernacles, and in you when you receive him as he was to his apostles and to his disciples when he walked on earth. This theme then of faith giving us hope and the courage to persevere is reiterated again in our gospel today. The good servants patiently await their master's return. They know that he is going to return. And even when he seems absent, their faith sustains them. They remain active and vigilant. And when he knocks, they immediately open. It's interesting to notice what happens next. The master enters into the home and he seats the servants down around the table and he, the master, serves them the meal. 
Our faith gives us courage to persevere and open the door for the Master who knocks on everyone's heart. And he now serves us a meal, the sacrifice of himself to strengthen our faith and to persevere in living out what we are called to do through the church and in doing so to serve all people and to help them to grow in their faith, to invite those who have fallen away to come back to Mass, to come back to confession, to come back to the sacraments and a daily life of prayer, and to invite those who do not yet know the amazing love of God that he is knocking on their hearts as well. There is no one that he is not calling to increase their faith, to give them this hope that gives us courage to persevere, to do what we know is right and what is good. Let us today ask God and beg him for that increase in faith, that gift of courage, to no matter what, make that commitment to do what is right, to come and fulfill our commitments, and here to train our sight to see the reality of God's love, his real and true presence in this Eucharist, to enter into our lives, to serve us, and to help us in this life, all with the goal, the ultimate goal, our only hope, to be with him forever in the joys of heaven.